hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club and Tom Cruddy, the president of Carl Rugby Club, joins us on uh, the show this evening. Lads, how's it going? Not too bad, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Johnny Tobin, he's not with us again this week. Johnny, of course, uh, is a busy, busy man. It's all rugby with Johnny. He's he's busy training half the country now at this stage. Um, <laughs> but he's with us in spirit, of course, every week. Um, uh, but we'll try and get Johnny back on ASAP. We need to get but... an assistant for Johnny. If there's, a, if there's a, anyone <laughs> yeah. else in the same role. Anyone knocking around Tull or the fighting cocks down that direction, you know. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, blood sub for Johnny. Um, sort that out, lads. There's plenty to talk about this week. Um, or there's our own stuff anyway. Um, from last weekend, preview this weekend. We had the Heineken Champions Cup and the Ireland squad name for the Six Nations. But we'll start with the local stuff and uh, the weekend gone painful for we'll everyone. Tullo, Carlo, Kilkenny. This will be we- short and sweet. That's that's what <laughs> I was just gonna say. I said this is the shortest segment we're gonna have. Um. <laughs> Uh, James, like you know, there's no way if what do you call it, uh, sugar coating the butches were trashed on the day. Um, we, were, we, we, we were ripped asunder, and yeah, I spoke with Doc, I was texting Doc the other day, Dave, and kind of thought he said was there's no positives can be taken from the game, and he's right. Um, you know, we can look at the fact that we're went into the game with 11 series, 11 or 12. Long-term injuries have come out of the game now with what looks like three more long-term injuries. And, you know, it's just compounding insult to injury every week that we're losing players and losing players. But that still does not deter. We put out a strong team last Saturday. No Kilkenny team should be beaten by the margin that we were beaten the other day. <clears throat> but I've been thinking about, like, our lads didn't stand back and capitulate just give Monkstown the pitch to let them off. Our lads never stopped all day long. You know, they never stopped defending. They never stopped trying to get, they never stopped trying to fire shots. And there's a, like, there's a multiple of combinations of reasons why the scoreline was what it was. The first one being just the sheer quality of Monkstown. They're like, I think they have five, if not six lads who play in the professional environments in their team. Danny O'Reardon, who was with Connacht there for a number of years in Leinster for a few years. You know, I mean, it is a gathering of 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 just the best of the best. There are guys from all across the AIL Division One rugby team. Um they did like they were they were six nil up, two penalties within five, seven minutes. And then, you know, what was it? It was twenty-three nil at half time. We probably felt we fired a few shots in the first half where we could have and should have scored, but we didn't. And silly mistakes or a knock on. And it's that detail that I spoke about last week that, you know, it's it's not about who scores the try, it's about when the try is scored. And there's a few occasions like that in the first half where we could have gotten digits on the board, but we didn't. But there was a patch, I'd say, halfway through the second half from minute 40 to, or from minute 50 to about minute 65, where Ash, or Ashburn says, I, where Monkstown just opened the floodgates and everything they touched turned to gold. They were just, they were like a hot knife through butter. We couldn't defend against them. Everything we did, we just couldn't stop them. Um, and back to the point about our own lads being 
never given up. They never gave up. They, everyone worked hard. Everyone came off the pitch absolutely drained, empty. Emotions were high for people. Emotions were low, but they they, they never stopped. Our scrum was 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 perfect. Our lineout was perfect. It was one or two crooked ones, which you'll get at this level. We're we're not professionals. You will get that at this level. Even though Ben Devon, ninety nine percent of the time is on the money, um, it's just difficult for us to put our finger on it. Um, difficult one for us to suck up. We have to move on. See point next. See point on Saturday. Big big game for us. Then we have a double header against Bechtel because both of those games and the Bechtel game was postponed is now being played. And then we have Bechtel again. Then we're into Dundalk or then we're at Ashburn and Dundalk. So you know it's a very very tough close to the season for us. We're in relegation now and there's no two ways about sugarcoating that. We need to get as many points along that way. We need to target Dundalk away and we need to target Ashburn away. And, um, you know, it's 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 going to be a tough running for us. We have all of our players back, but on Monkstown last week, they're just class. Um, our seconds our seconds put in their best performance of the season. They should have won and could have won. Um they constructed two tries in the second half that were brilliant scores. Dara Morrissey went in for one, and I think Robert Boyd went in for the other. And there were tries that I believe that kind of were built, they were constructed. It wasn't just one off a lucky try and someone getting in out wide. It was, you know, from the kickoff, we actually won, won our own kickoff at one stage, built four or five phases off it, and Dara Morrissey went in under the posts. A great old warrior there. He's kind of one of these guys, when you look at him, you'd swear he was in his late 30s, but he's probably only in his mid to late 20s. And the seconds pulled together a really good performance, just got pipped at the post in the last minute or two. Monkstown got a try to take it, but loads of positive for the seconds. And as I say every week, our seconds, if, they, if they'll just train together, if they'll just make that commitment to get more than 70% of that squad training every week, at least one night a week. I'm in no doubt that to be close to the top of that league. Um, and I'd say it's very frustrating for John Buckley because he knows, John is the seconds coach, John knows the quality of players that he has. And if he can just, if he can just gel them together and get them that extra 5% out of them, they'd be, our seconds would be a very good side. But as I said, we have a tough couple of weeks coming up. We need all of the players back that we can get. On that front, Dave O'Connor, Gary Dunn and Roy Stanley are all back this week. So that's pretty much our starting back row back. Uh, Louis Venter is now back from South Africa over his quarantine period. He was back training this week. So, you know, there's four players back into the mix. Aidan McDonald was lost to what looks like a long term. It could have been a jaw injury. It looked like to me he was walking off the pitch holding his jaw. So it looked like it could have been that. Matt Hogan went off. Young Matt starting his first ever first game from under 18s last year, starting number seven. He went off what looked like an ankle injury. So, so we're getting we're getting the three lads back. There's still a couple of casualties now that they're just going to be supplementing, you know. So fingers crossed we can get we we can get points on the board. But um kudos to our guys and I have I have to say about our first team. Though they're on the end of a humiliating scoreline and probably an embarrassing scoreline, they didn't humiliate themselves on the pitch. They gave it everything. Putting Dempsey, Wes Carter, Liam Caddy. Jack, Matthew Walsh, you could go through 1-20, to 20. they all gave everything they just came up on the day against an absolute incredible Monkstown team Yeah, and that you have to allow for those James, they do happen yeah. 
Hopefully not too often, but uh, mm. like you said, the boys tried. That's all you can do. It'd be different if they, they went out. And, yeah, it'd be different if they went out now and took the piss. And yeah, like and for us, for us, going. our scrum, our scrum. I think we won four or five scrum penalties. You know, like our scrum was dominant. Our lineup was excellent. Just defense, defense could have been better. We were standing off them a little bit, but. You know the lads. The the, the 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 lads need to hold their head high after that loss. They did give it everything. It just Monkstown. I I would safely say whoever Monkstown came up against, down that half of the table on Saturday, be it ourselves, Ashburn, Dundalk, Gorey, Setonians, they would have done the same. Absolutely. Um, you're facing into Sea Point this weekend. Um, another Dublin side as well. Um, what's the well, thoughts? A tough one. Yeah. Like we had C Point beaten at Kilkenny the last day we were down here. If you remember, we were we 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 were we were game over at sixty five minute mark, and then we just ran out of steam. And they got a try. If I remember, if I remember correctly, there was an injury. Brian Howe broke his leg or broke his ankle with us. We went across to the seconds pitch. We were running out of steam, and C Point got two tries when we went across and pretty much uh, snatched victory from us. So we 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 won't fear them, but. We're going to need to learn the lessons. I learned the lessons out of last week. As I said to Doc, texting them the other day, you learn far more in, in, in loss than you do in victory. So the players need to need to take those lessons from last week and the C point this week and try and get something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, uh, bad day at the office for you as well. Tullo as well. Johnny's not here to talk about that, but Tullo uh, uh, losing out as well. Uh, Tom, what happened with you? Um... Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 it's actually it's we actually had the best chance of beating Wicklow. I'd say in a long time. Um, I we had a good a good old chat with um, Wicklow president Brian Clark before the game uh, over a bowl of soup and just chit chatting away. But Brian was actually very worried, and Brian, Brian's a genuine guy. I would tell you, you know, he'd, he would tell you straight up what what his feelings were, and he was. And not just him, I think a, a, a few of the Relicadoos were kind of worried that uh, we we stood a chance to beat Wicklow because um, they were missing their nine, wasn't their nine, ten, twelve, their captain, the, the fantastic player. He um, he got caught with COVID on Sunday morning. His girlfriend or something was a close, a close contact. He was close contact, so um, he had to pull out at the last minute. So I mean. They lost, I think in total, I think there was five of their starting players missing. So the opportunity was there for us. Um, we went out, we started fairly well, we got got the three points. Um, then we were six points, we had six points. We were playing steady enough, it wasn't from the lack of effort. Um, just coming into half, we were holding our own. Um, just before half time, they got a got a try in the they got a try in the corner and it kind of gave them a, a belief. So I don't know what it is with the lads at the moment. Well, I could go on all day about this, that, and the other and stats and what was done or what wasn't done. At the end of the day, we had a team out there that should have beaten Wicklow. Um, there's fantastic. We have really good players on the pitch. Um, you know, we hadn't been hit with, with too many injuries coming into the game. We just 
don't have that belief. We haven't scored. We're not scoring. You know, we had one try. Uh, we had a um, we had a mall try disallowed, which should have been a try. I mean, it was blatant, but I mean, the referee wasn't there. Came in late and then was looking underneath lads and decided then not to give it. Um, but I'm not blaming the referee for anything. At the end of the day, you can't ref ref makes can make it make it a bad decision or make a decision you felt should have been should have go, should have been going your way and they don't go your way. But at the end of the day, we didn't we didn't perform good enough to score tries and I to win rugby matches we have to score tries. Um, you know, and that's that's the heartbreak thing. They got three tries. Um, but each player like. The lads that we had on the field, it wasn't as if you know they weren't trying. There was we, we were probably doing an awful lot of one-off runners at couple of, um, like our scrums were solid with them. We could have got we could have got maybe a, a scrum penalty, but again, just I don't know why didn't didn't he he didn't give us the you know we were a dominant pack in certain at certain times with the scrum and. and didn't give it to us, didn't give us any, we were going forward and under, had them under fierce pressure on one scrum in particular and got nothing from it. But, you know, we had Starbucks on the pitch, Larry McGrath, um, Johnny Murphy, James Nolan, like the Wes surely had a great game again. Like Wes is just phenomenal. Captain. Like Wes is taking over as captain on the field from Ross, um, from Ross Elms, but, and Leeds does lead by example, but we just, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's just a pity. Maybe it's just something we just don't have that absolute dogged belief. You know, that's you can see the difference in Wicklow. They had a belief to win, and I think if a team is used to winning, you know, you draw, you you drag it out in the end. You pull it, you pull a win out of nowhere. We gave them the opportunity to come back into the game with with a try, and we didn't really come back in the second half. Um, you know they got two. They had a, a, a fine wing, or probably we just mismatch on the wing, uh, size wise. Um, I was, but like, to be honest, as I said, like it's not it's not from the players that we have. The players that we have are as good as as good as any t- as any as any J one side. But it's just we're just not firing. And I suppose look, we have to have a good long look at ourselves coming into the next game. Um, you know. We've long for the home this weekend, so like, mm-hmm. you know, we have to get our arse back in gear and go out and find that killer instinct to come off. Come on, as I said last week, we need to come onto the pitch fired up. I don't think we were. I've been honest, it, it didn't see it in the eyes, in their eyes. The lame the lads might give out to me for saying it, but I, I honestly didn't see it in the eyes. They know my, I always speak my mind, and it wasn't. Didn't seem like they were. There's something missing that that killer instinct of just going out and being absolutely dogged by, you know, really, really going for. I don't know. We're just missing that something, that edge that's going to bring us. It will click. Sometimes it's going to click, and if it does click, I mean, the God help the, the team that's playing them on the day that it clicks again. But let's hope that this weekend, home game, Longford, uh, we have a couple of in couple of injuries, but. Um, I still believe we've enough we've enough firepower there to win that game. Well, you know, to go out and win that game, um, like Longford are no easy, no easy team, no pushover, never have been, never will be. But um, you would take home advantage, hopefully, 
to be a little bit of inspiration to kind of give us that give us that mm-hmm. work to push on. But uh, look, I can't really say any more. The lads know themselves. I I think people who watch Carlo play know that at the, this year I watched there is talent. The talent is there. Um, it just just some sometime we'll 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 have to click on that. Oh, well, I leave Malone and that, and just hope that this weekend we'll. Um, we will fire, but like the seconds went out, seconds had a, a crack and win again. Um, Jesus just played some really phenomenal rugby. Um, they had Wicklow beaten by half, really beaten by half time, even though Wicklow came back, which I have to say, hats off to them. They they kept going to the final whistle, and I think they got trying the last minutes of the game just to you know to bring back the score. But um, the likes of Dave, Dave Keppel, Steve Tracy, Paddy Mackey, they're uh, our Australian friend that just arrived into the club this year just has added so much, added so much to our whole senior panel. Um, you know, he's he's just a breath of fresh air, and he's a he's not the tallest ladder, but he by Jesus, he just when he takes ball into contact, he's back row like Paddy can play anywhere in the back row, but when he takes ball into contact, always making ground, always gets it back, drives on the team. Um, like our backs there, Cormac Murray, scrum half at a good game. Alan Owens, as I keep going on with Alan, just when that chap's confidence hits and he gets a bit more experience at 10, um, I don't think there's any reason he shouldn't, he won't start at 10 for the J1s going forward. Uh, I say Rory Carberry, uh, Michael Carberry, or the Lord knows, the referee and ex president, his son was on the wing. Rory was back from injury and, uh, Rory's a flyer. Don't know where he got the speed, Michael, but by Jesus, he uh, <laughs> he got he got two. No, he got two fa- absolutely two fan two fantastic tries. And uh, our old warhorse Tom uh, Tom Budger came on in the second half as well. Uh, so I mean, the seconds are flying. Look, they, they, but they have a great they have a great a great bunch of lads. They're really good bunch of lads there, to be honest. And I think that shows. Um, you know, it's like you uh, said, James. It's the seconds can. If you have a good seconds there, I just just takes them to if they come out and train and they have a bit of crack. And I think our lads just because, for something has clicked. It doesn't matter. Look, we haven't had the best season. We have a we've had a reasonable season with the first, not the best, but you know there's still a long way to go. And Towns Cup coming up, and hopefully we'll be farming that, and hopefully you know we'll put the foot down for the rest of the season in the league. And but as a club, I like we'd be happy, happy with the overall. The overall um, picture that's you know that we have at the moment um, just needed those couple of results for the first look. That, but that's that's sport, isn't it? Really, that you know that you can have, you can do all this training on the park, and you can go out on a Sunday and think you're going to win, and then you you can have a bad day or just just things don't click. And then we've had days when things did click, and we fought back, and you know, so like the boys are hats off to the whole lot of them. I think there was forty lads training there last Friday night. Which is some feat to have. For, I think forty-three mm. actually last Friday that's night. Numbers. Like that's yep. great numbers for any for any club. So hats off, hats off to coaches and management and and, and the rest of them. Absolutely. Um, Tullard in action this again against Clondalkin. For those of you listening, I think that's a home game for them as well. Uh, with the women's rugby this weekend as well, Friday night, Kilkenny against Italian Folkstown. That's a friendly. And Tullo are in league action against Port Dara Falcons as well. Uh, We'll move on to Leinster um, and the uh, Heineken Champions Cup. Uh, Leinster came out to play Montpellier, and um, that was pretty. That was a steamrolling 
game, trashing, whatever you want to call it, if you've ever seen one. Um, Leinster obviously hadn't played in, what, five, six weeks. Um, mm. Came out and did what they had to do, I suppose, and uh, played a bit of nice rugby as well. Job done, on to Bath. On to Bath, just they were electric lads, weren't they? You'd have I to know. wonder how Montpellier beat them 28-0. Um, <laughs> this is crazy. Everything they touched turned to absolute gold. I brought the kids to the playground at halftime. Actually, yeah. January said, come on, doesn't We'll go out here now. Uh, they were I'll get the highlights later. Yeah. Josh van der Fleer was just out of this world. Um, front row was the front row. I know the last tie for long after what six minutes to bring in yeah. Michael Alalatoa. He looks like some operator. Text me actually when I saw him after the first or second scrum and he was just eat, eating up. I remember Ben Kayser actually said it on the on, on the on the on the um commentary. He couldn't believe that Alalatoa um did what he did to the Georgian prop. And like he had him in his pocket all day after that, and he got in for his try, and he looks he looks the real deal. And you know what? Um, we were all questioning whether Leinster would be rusty going into that game or not. No need well, to worry about Leinster lads. I think it, I think it's down to what Porter said. You know, they had so much time to to yeah. prepare for it. And uh, if you're just, just listen to Brian O'Driscoll and kind of still that Stuart Lancaster does that hard training session on the Tuesday, you know that they really do stick into it. Um, so I presume that they had a certain uh, a certain amount of uh, their own game time, but their plan like it was gas because if you watch little bits of it, not every one of those offloads, you know, the finer details didn't work. But if one didn't work, the next one did. The next mm. next phase of play, for all their mistakes, they just made up. But I don't like. I, to be honest, I don't like how good were Montpellier. I mean, to be honest, just going to say yeah. that, yeah. Here, do you want to? I just don't really go for stats, but there is. I just couldn't let this one go. Uh, meters made with Leinster, one thousand and seventy-five. Meters made with Montpellier, three hundred and seventeen. Oh wow! Wow. But then on the other hand of it, turnovers was which I was shocked with. Leinster twenty-three turnovers, and Montpellier nineteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. What so happened that's, there? I'd say there's a. Something to work on for the oh, next the, day. Yeah. Oh, that that's be dark. one of the main. Yeah, never mind the win. That that'll be put up in front of them going. Lads. Because it was kind of like when I saw <laughs> it, I was just flicking. I was just actually just looking at the match report, and then they had a little bit few stats, in the, and and the meters just caught me. But then they flicked a little bit further down, and the turnovers really, you know, that's mm. worrying. Yeah. Be forty-eight nil, and then bring on Johnny Sexton. Yeah, or forty-eight-seven, and then bring on Sexton. Like Johnny looks a bit rusty. I don't think he even played that bad match in the Aviva the last time, did he? I can't he was remember that, I don't know. No, or, I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's even longer again. So, um, But Johnny on a bad day is not half bad. No. Um, no, you know, they, I, I mean, I, I mean, go on, Tom. I don't know. I, I just thought they're, they're um, who is this? Uh, like, their pack played a van der Feer, the back rows were just so steady again. Yeah. Um but the likes of J- Jemison Gibson Park has really turned into you know, he's uh absolute. Yes. You know, from a couple of years ago where you were kind of humming at home, what were, mm. kind of where he was or what was he, or you know, he didn't really have an identity as such, but Jesus he's after I mean he does, he controls the game. Oh, not, he is number one. He's well to me. No, I don't care anyone says he's number one scrum half in the country at the moment, by far. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to agree with that. How do you reckon they're going to fare now against Bath at the weekend? Bath got their first win 
in a long time there, a week or two ago. So they'll be buoyed by that. But then looking at that Montpellier match in Leinster and having Leinster coming over to the wreck here, sort of going, uh, well, Leinster still, uh, I think Leinster have a chip on their shoulder still. No, and I mean that in a positive way. The EPRC have treated them very poorly in context of the first Montpellier game. Mm-hmm. And I think Leinster are going to go out now and absolutely blitz everyone in front of them. And I, I do. I, and I think going over the bat, yeah, they've had their first win of the season, blah, 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 blah. They're still bottom of the Premiership. You know, they're, uh, they're going nowhere. Year, yeah. They're coming, they're going to be, just like, I mean, if you think about it, they're going to be taking on Leinster after coming off the back of doing that to Montpellier last week. I think Leinster, I think it's a bonus point win for Leinster this coming weekend. I think yeah. I think we'll both either, I think we'll all eat our shorts definitely this week if if Leinster yeah. lose the Leinster lose the bat. I think they'll do serious damage. Yeah, Leo Cullen just he every single press conference he brings it up again. The the mm. and he's right too. Um about he that. Is. He's he's really angry about it. Like obviously he's calm when he's being interviewed. He's not he's fairly level headed on his interviews, but they're bullying and rightly so still about well, that. It's going There's to not, affect their seating. You know, I mean, oh, 100%. You know. Home, Emmy's home quarters potentially yeah. as well. And, and like, it's one of the years that Leinster are favourites again. So, mm. you know, so there's even bigger context to it all you as know. well. Um, and, and, and one of the things on Leinster I'm just seeing this week, and I was texting you last night about it, is, 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 is um, the young fella going to, um, what was his name again? Jimmy, the second row, heading off. I can't remember his name. Uh, or no, Jack. It's in the WhatsApp crack Jack, here. Yeah. <laughs> but like he's heading away. I can't get my head around Jack why. Dunn. Jack Dunn. Yeah, Jack Dunn. Jack get... is good. A brace of chaps. There's two. I can't get my head around why he's heading away. There's another one going. Charlie Ryan is heading as well. Really? He's from the academy. And he's been, he's looking, uh, Jack Dunn was going down for extra chiefs. And mm. they're also looking at the other fella. But you see the other news. Jason Jenkins. Jason Jenkins. Is leaving you know, is seemingly going from Munster to join Leinster, yeah. which is a bit be an of a awful lot of journalists now who will be deleting their tweets from this time last year. Oh, you know, yeah. because there's an awful lot of people out there saying, Oh, here's Munster again signing another journeyman, blah, 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 which they were probably right. But now, some of those same journalists who will be a little bit biased to Leinster now have that same player going up there, up the M7, you know. Well, I think, um, I think, uh, like. I don't know what it's like. It's just going to bolster Leinster again because I mean he is seemingly a, a fine second row and a solid mm. second row, and he's going to a different. I mean, having one South African in your team, you know, can ba- balances out with uh, the style of that Leinster will play. So I'm sure he will improve. Like to have Michael Alato as well. Like Leinster yeah. really are. They <sighs> so really are strengthening that pack. Yeah, and you on know, the tight side as well. Yeah, you know, you know they're they're going to be unstoppable there, um. But he is probably the sort of second row that Leinster need because James Ryan probably has still has a little bit to do to grow into it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Baird is an athlete, you know, so that tight head second row, that big abrasive, no nonsense kind of player, he could be the sort of guy that Leinster need. He could be a big benefit to him, um, and uh, Leinster. It's, it's, it's going to free up a. It's going to free up a place where we're going to start seeing more of Tom Ahern. You know, yeah. even though what look that's actually a silly comment so far because Jenkins has, has hasn't really played for Munster yet this season. But you know, it is going to 
make sure next year that Tom Ahern is one of the primary second rows starting for Leinster with Tyg Byrne and RG Snyman. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Munster's win over Cast, last gasp. Not uh, Never in again. Doubt. Never in doubt. Never in um, doubt. Yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm happy they won. Um, and fair play to Coombs for getting that late try. But bigger picture again, style of play, game plan. Like, yeah. like if you're going oh. to be totally honest about Cast were in full strength, far from it. Um, they were at home, Cast were, and I don't know. It's it's sort of carrying on from this Connacht match and all these other matches as well. There's just you can see that the monster grunt is there. There's a willingness well, there as well, but there's no plan. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like the willingness is there and the grunt is there and the monster thing is there, but there's nothing is gelling at all together. Well, you see, if you look, I just watched like monster. Monster actually tried to play the game. They mm. actually tried to play against a team who don't want to play. Um, you know, you're you're playing in a stand, playing in a stadium which the pitch is not the most wonderful either, and they love that. They love kind of that slow game and the box kicking and, you know, they just grunt and, Rolling you know, they wear you yeah. down and score a try, mm-hmm. score one or two tries or get a few points on the board and then they'll kill you off. But I, what I actually did like is that Munster did try and play, but because they're not used to playing that, their offloads, a lot of them were going to ground. They yeah. were, you know, the, there's... the. You know, James, you're talking about fine details when we're talking about Kilkenny, but can you imagine this, the finer details that are needed <laughs> when you're playing for your playing in, in, in the Heineken Cup? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Leinster yeah. just looks so comfortable. If you take the opposite, the two teams just straight, you can just see it. Leinster can throw a ball, somebody's there, but and it's not that yeah. the player isn't there's a, probably a Munster player in the same position in the exact same setup. But just they're not prepared. They're not ready for the ball. I don't know what it is. They're just not used to it. We we mm. they kind of went back to the once off runner once off mm. runners a lot of the way when they're stuck. I mean, start of the season they did try, but I blame Stephen Larkham is a lot to do. He's the attack coach. So yeah. if you can't if you're going back to one off runners and going back, I think the players must have taken a lot of it into their own hands. Mm. I thought that's um, what it looks like. Yeah. I thought what you got the out half. Um, really, really stood up. He had a few mistakes. Crowley had a few mistakes, mm. but he took the ball to the line every time. For a guy that doesn't look that big, he actually seems very, very physically strong because yeah. he seems to make like he was taking the ball to the line. I think, I think, with uh, if a good if, a, if he stays with Monster and a good attack coach comes in, I think he is the real deal. I think he, mm. you know, he just needs confidence and that ball, you know, because he didn't like he doesn't panic. No. But he didn't make mistakes, but he wasn't. He was able to pick up the ball and try something, try the cross field kick. He was trying different things. Um, there's a hopefully. reason O'Gara wanted him in La Rochelle. You know, O'Gara <laughs> came after him, you know, and yeah. you know, he was speaking about him again during the week. I think it was off the ball he mentioned him on. You know, I I said it to you in a text message the other day that I would say I would let Healy go if it meant keeping Crowley. Yeah, I'd agree with yeah. that, James. Yeah. But I just, just just on the expansion part, Thomas, sorry to talk over there. No, no, there was a, there was a small passage of play, and I think it was about the eleventh minute, where Munster took out. It was one of the one times in the game where they got really quick ball, and they went off the back. And I think Crowley went out the back door to Tyg Byrne, and there was a real lovely little bit of interplay, and they went really deep. And you might remember that 
it hit Andrew Conway really a wide and Conway had rolled gas in front of but he kicked it to touch yeah. and he, he he got but like I thought that was brilliant that was the one moment in the game where Munster did get real fast ball and they actually looked to play expansive with it so yeah. it's there but I just think they need to get the mentality right yeah. and with a player like Jack Crowley and with a scrum half like Craig Casey there I think Munster probably have the makings of of a really good half-back combination there that might be able to give them the game plan that we all want to, or give them the, the, the foundation to play the attack and rugby that we all want to see them play. Yeah, yeah, we need we need centres as well. Yeah. If they had centres, uh, I think like it's really going to be up to whoever takes over on in the next season. I think they're mm. because they have like they have players. Yeah, but they're just not. But at the moment, just not good enough. And and yeah. I uh, players are responsible for a certain amount of it. But when you're not, it's when you're attack coach like Stephen Larkham is obviously lot. I didn't blame him before, but the more I look at it and kind of and you hear other people talking and different people, uh, you know, other players talking about it, and they kind of go, "Well, look, Stephen Larkham is your att- your attack coach is responsible for your attack, mm. and they don't attack." Yeah, you know, they're not scoring oh, totally. tries. Totally. You know, and the other thing the monster need is I'm saying it as well the whole time, they need a tight head. They're just it's they're it's not that they're weak there, like the boys who are there are good and as I always say, I th- I, I think Keenan Knox is going to be a very, very important player for Munster and hopefully Ireland. Um but I think He's not there, and Sanano is not there, and beat on the street is is that John Ryan is heading away to Saracens. I think Tom. Yeah, that's, that's right. What we heard, you know. So there's going to be an opening there for for a non IQ tight head with Jason Jenkins going up the road to Leinster. It creates a non IQ slot for 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 Munster with Dialande heading away to what looks like to, to Japan. You know they're going to have two NIQ slots there that they're going to need to fill. One of them is inevitably going to be a centre to replace the Alande, but the other to me has to be a tight head. If they don't if they don't look to strengthen in their front row, I think we're going to be having the same conversations this year again. Yeah. You know, yeah. or next year as we are this time. Yeah. No, good point. Um, we'll move on, lads, to the Irish team. Of course, Six Nations coming up a couple of weeks' time. We're all looking forward to it after the November internationals. So the squad was named the other day. Um, I can call it out here really quickly, or uh, we can just go straight into analysing it. Um, <laughs> go for it. So Bundyaki, Robert Balakoon, Joy Carberry, Jack Hardy, Craig Casey, Andrew Conway, Keith Harris, Gibson Park, Mac Hansen, Robbie Henshaw, James Hume, Hugo Keenan, Jordan Larmer, Michael Lowry, Connor Murray, Gary Ringrose and Johnny Sexton. We'll talk about the uh, backs first of all. A uh, strange one, Joy Carberry being included in that. So it looks like his injury isn't as bad as what was He must be reported. on the way back out of it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the... Because you have Johnny Sexton, uh, who have you got there? Johnny Sexton, Joey Carberry and Jack Cartier, three out of half. So no looking for the Byrne brothers. Um, probably would have thought Ross might have snuck in there, but, uh, you know, because he's got a run of games with Leinster and everything, but uh, that didn't happen either. Um, so Joey must be closer than we think. Yeah. I'd hope so. Um, When's he going to play? <laughs> <laughs> like, I... 
Oh, yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, is he, he's not... Like, he's injured and he's to come back. So, he won't get any provincial matches um, to he's get not, himself... I don't think he's playing... He's not down for the weekend. There's nothing absolutely just checked. Sorry, no, just on the quick... Just yeah. a quick check at the Munster website. So, I'm he's not sure. on... He's not down there as any news to be back uh, to be back for the weekend. Yeah. So, uh, he's going to go in... Um, next week, then next week is back. Are we back? Do they get one? Is there another URC? URC, which is I'm not sure, not 100% sure remember. because they'll have to go into camp. Um, and of course, with the new rules, there'll be no Champions Cup or URC while the Six Nations mm. competition is on. So, Joey Carberry's coming in back into a training camp with a dodgy body in general, and, Irish, um, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, like would you would you not go for Ross Byrne then, seeing as he's fit and has had a run of games, or you know, look at Billy Burns or someone. Yeah, I think Billy Burns <laughs> is probably the one that's unlucky. <laughs> you know, he was there last year as, as number two, like you know, and yeah. here he is not in the squad this year. Um, Ross Byrne, Harry Byrne, Harry Byrne. I don't know. Um, he's very high ceiling. He needs to. The Burns need to start playing more games. Um. I don't know. I, I, I have personally I have no issue with Joey being in there. I think no, neither do Jack, I. But just... I think Jack Carty is naturally down to performance, going to be the 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 the, the, the backup ten. I think he has yeah. to be. He's he's earned it. Um, I don't think Farrell would bring him in and put him in the squad like that ahead of Billy Burns, who was the number two last year, if Carty hadn't earned it and if he's not the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joey, Joey might make a squad. He won't be in the Welsh squad. He can't be if he is. It's all a cod. Mm. Um, he might be in the Italy squad or something like that, or might get a run against Italy. But I think uh, he's unfortunate his injury happened where he is. I think I think he's probably in the squad because he is a natural successor to Sexton. Mm. Um, for me, I think the most unlucky one is all like we mentioned it last week, and I, I feel like I think Mike Healy has has had a great run of form for Munster. Yeah, I feel that he yeah. could have been in there. I said it last week that he could have been in there. Who do you put him in there ahead of is the question. Macland, Mac Hansen, Hugh, Larmer. La- yeah. Larmer potentially is what's going to say. I, like, I, I know it's I know it's my opinion, but I just absolutely have well, cannot understand. I can't what Jordan Larmer is or brings because I think there's far better players. He does this little jink. He makes. A couple of yards, that's it. Sometimes he makes no yards because he spends his time dancing. I can't see him. Like, you phenomenal fullback in Hugo Keenan. Just number one fullback by far. 100%. At, at, at the yeah. moment. Like, Leinster, just you can't. Like, any player that's up from Leinster deserves to be there. He is the only one. I just have no clue what he I, brings. I think... Bringing in uh, what you call him deserved it from uh, Michael Lowry, Mike Lowry from all day long, the north, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because even even when they played Munster that time, when they played Munster in the URC, he was the one player that just wanted to attack, attack, attack. Mm. Even when Ulster took the foot out of the pedal, weren't going forward, he wants to attack. He attacked at the weekend. He is, I know, for he is a mighty, mighty man for this for his size. I have no issue yeah. with him at all. I think yeah. he's. Definitely deserved, but I really do feel really bad for uh, for Mike Haley because I think he's just so consistent. Yeah. I don't know if he can play a wing or what. Maybe it's just, well, I think that's what just maybe maybe he's just a one. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know because we've always seen him at fullback. 
but I yeah. think he's just such a solid. But you haven't seen Hugo Keenan playing on the like he's been Hugo just yeah. been at full back, and I think that's one of the reasons he blossoms because he's one Left position. In the position. That's yeah, his absolutely. position. It's like having your out half, like moving out half to centers like, and all this. I mean, yeah. doesn't work or moving centers to out half. Out half is an out half. Scrum half, scrum half. To me, that's they're the key positions. As a, you have a spine of a team, goes from your full back, full back, out half, scrum half, number eight, and your hooker. There's your spine of a team. All those shouldn't be messing around with those. Is, Jor- those is, that, is that the reason Jordan is in for wing full back cover, even though we haven't seen him in full back for a long time? I agree with Tom. He gets the ball and he puts the head down and he does yeah. this jink and a dance and. It worked for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Like James Lowe as a winger, um, a hundred times better than Jarmel. And mm. uh, James, of course, is out. He's injured to say he's got a muscular yeah. injury. So that's right. And the other thing is there now we could be without Bundy for Wales because that isn't he after getting cited for having a cut he, off the referee last weekend. Uh, I think he just got a slap in the hand for it. He got it? A war- yeah, I got a warning from the citing commissioner. Basically, don't be bold and don't do that again. Um, okay. was was the outcome? There was no ban with it or anything. It was just okay, a, good. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, a notification. Or a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think much, he was yeah. very, he was very quick at that time to come back and come back and uh, apologize. No, so look, at the, that was look, that was a really highly emotional match up there. I mean, kind of, and yeah, kind of absolutely. Had, I had a phenomenal game, and mm. I just think that no, they play attacking rugby, attacking rugby, and that's the way they play. I think. They probably needed to learn how to close out a game because they still were kicking the ball down the centre of the field, down the centre of the field, and Leicester were coming. I like to decide, like Leicester, who are probably going to be one of the favourites for the Heineken Cup because they tend to. Yeah. I I see them as they're hungry. They they know how to win. They're going to drag wins out, and I think Heineken is on their Heineken Cup is on their radar as well as the Premiership. You know, got a hand to Steve Bortwick for the way he's turned them around. You know, there must have been serious issues in that club because Jordan Murphy came out last week and said he has grievances the way he was treated by them, the way he was gotten rid of. But, you know, a friend of mine over there has told me all along that there's a lot of backroom issues in Leicester. But by God, I tell you, Leicester are... I know Munster supporters from the mid-noughties will hate them, but they're always a favourite team of mine. But um, by God, uh, I think... Just goes to show how good they are that they went to the sports ground and were that far behind. They came back to do that. Yeah, because they're well, they're a class. Look, they're a class side. Always have mm. been. They're a class club, and I think Steve Bartwick has brought his own his own toughness and hardness to them, mm. and that doggedness. You know, he he was a he had that doggedness as a player yeah, himself. Yeah, hard. I think he, you know, he was hard, and I think he brings that whole. The attitude back to it's great. Look, it's great to have Leicester doing that because I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you know, we we. Leicester are part of 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 the legends of mm. of European rugby, you know, mm. with the Munsters, the Leinsters, you know, they are part. Without them, North like Northampton probably have to pull their socks up a bit to come back a bit. But like they are mm. legends, of, legends of that, and I think they're still Leicester, one of the few clubs probably that still really respect the Champions Cup and or the Heineken yeah. Cup. Say yeah. what it is, it's the Heineken Cup to, to anyone it is, who, yeah. of an age, and I think it's the Heineken Cup, and I think they still have that respect and they still want to, they still want to win it. It's a big thing to win, you know. But um, I suppose yeah. you, you said it last night back to the Irish squad, though, Tom, it, with the forwards in mind, it's great to see young King yeah. Pendergast was Connacht in there, 
know, yeah. he's, he's really he's, earned it. Like he's half Carlos, or why not? Andrew Porter is he, is, he, is he Carlo or is he County Carlo? His mom, Kira Weir, uh, her family are all, are all from Car- are all you know, no, so. Apart from that, there's no real surprise in forward. Bar Kira yeah. Treadwell, I'm surprised to see him in. Yeah, I don't really you know, get it. But well, I, 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 I'd say he's in simply because. Um, Delan is head is heading away now, and they're trying He's to build someone else for that second row row position. Um, no, no complaints know. other than that. Yeah, no. I, 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 I'm actually surprised to see Treadwell in there. I don't. He was there a few years ago, and he disappeared. I don't think personally. I don't think he is good enough to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I remember seeing last year, um, Connacht second row, the chap from Dublin, Gavin Thornbury, wasn't it? Oh yeah, he was brilliant for Connacht last year. You know, don't know what his status, what he, how he's going so far this year. But I'm sure there's somebody there who could be brought in ahead of Treadwell. Andy Farrell might see something in him that we don't. But um, I think our front row is, I think our front row is class, lads. Like, I mean, it's 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 Rona Keller to me is now our X factor hooker that we've been waiting for since Keith Wood or Jerry Flannery. You know, he's Andrew Porter. It's that front <laughs> row I salivate over when the match. At least the front row started Saturday when they started front row for Ireland and God Almighty, um, like our Sunday. Uh, it's 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 class, you know. Second row, probably a little bit light light there, but our back row is is is, is, yeah. is epic as well, you know. It'd be nice to see Coombs now get a good old lash at the Six Nations. We'll be. I was happy to see his name in the squad yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably not been as emphatic with Munster this season for scoring tries as he was last year. He's probably been targeted a little bit more, which yeah. is probably a good thing that he's going to have to kind of develop his game a little bit into more of a footballer as well. You know, it's like Sean O'Brien went through the same as well when yeah. he got discovered and people knew what he was like. He, he, you know, you sort of get, you get like you said, you get targeted, you get watched, and you that's have it. to be better yeah, again. That's it. Yeah. Well, he's for a, big, for a fella like Coombs, I take out the archives and I look at Anthony Foley how he had the dark arts playing number eight down to a T, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think if I think when he goes back into the Irish setup and he's trained, has coaching back up there again, I think his game will come on. Mm. I think he's just like I think they depend a lot on him, uh, a lot on him down there, and he's just like he's yeah. you know he. I I say he's under a lot of pressure as a, as as a kid this year. You know, mm-hmm. because I said, like, there's a lot on his shoulders as a young fella. And, but um, I oh, think, look, I, I I think we could have a, a good Six Nations. Question, where are they going to fit Tommy Byrne into all this? Because he has to fit in. He has to start somewhere. Is he going to start second row? Is he going to start back row? Because, by Christ, he's been unbelievable for this, for Munster. Yeah. And I, he's been unbelievable for Ireland as well in the autumn. Like, it's probably will be second row, given the quality to stay in the back row. But... He has to fit in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great to have so many, so many problems? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. You know, especially, especially, especially a background the pack. We've always, you know, it's just to keep things to keep things ticking along. Like Ireland have always had reasonably good packs, but just this, this, this just lately, there's just a, a conveyor belt of of young back row players, and maybe second row is probably or maybe are slightly. Mm. Say, just sorry, our, we have athletic second rows. Yeah, and um, you know, but do we, we need have, more brains? Do we, we have need the that big, brawn? Yeah, do we yeah. need that 
some big brawn. Uh, Ryan, like, I don't know whether he's... he's, he's I don't. Uh, he's not there's a reason me. Warren Gatlin didn't bring him on the lines, and there's a reason yeah. he didn't call him up. Uh, you know. Special guest on the podcast there. Special <laughs> guest on the podcast. There <laughs> 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 uh, now, if you're listening to the podcast, there, uh, James Blanchfield has, uh, has a Psychic. visitor. Yeah, He's psychic there. Yeah, young Blanchfield. I grew up and play for Ireland. Um, but lads, we'll probably wrap it up there anyway, I'd say, because we're, we're at the end of our uh, bits and pieces uh, to discuss. Um, yeah, best of luck in your matches this weekend. Of course, Kenny heading up to Sea Point, uh, Tullow home to Clondalk, and then Carlo, of course. Tom, you're welcoming the lovely lads from Longford down. Uh, yep. Women's rugby as well, Kenny Athai on Friday night. That's friendly. And Tullow against the Port Dara Falcons in the women's division one. Um, you Leinster play Bath. Champions Cup on happy days, something to watch on the telly this weekend. That's been great talking is on the knock on. Thanks very much, lads. Best luck this weekend, Tom. We have well, let's hope for let's hope for a, a little better southeast performance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but our, our, our little our little trio have to start performing this weekend. That's it, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah, offer yeah, yeah. let's offer uh, three wins would be nice. So tell Johnny to get his finger out as well. <laughs> Thanks a million, lads. We'll wrap See you, lads. it up there. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.